Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Bart Reed's player profile and scouting report is brought to you by the Hoop Five Basketball Academy. That was a pretty good game plan last night, was it, Bart, against the Kentucky Wildcats? Ooh, that's a big win for the Arkansas Razorbacks. They're going on the ropes to South Carolina thinking, well, we have a signature win. You pull that game off and then go to maybe the hardest place in the country to get a W, uh, Bump Arena, and certainly was an excellent game plan by Coach Musselman and crew last night. Big win for the Arkansas Razorbacks. Bart, that even this happened at South Carolina. It's happened many times this year when Arkansas had the lead. They take the gas, they take the pedal off the gas. They never did. The one possession they did last night. Other than that, they kept attacking and they kept scoring. So Kentucky, the gap kept getting wider. I mean, is that a maybe that's a good lesson for the future, you think? It is a good lesson in the future, and it kind of brings me back to a point that Randy's talked about, all this increased scoring. I know we're talking about college basketball, but in the high school level, part of the reason that you're seeing all this scoring is that with the shot clock, you can no longer play not to lose. You have to play to win, which means you're not passing up open shots because you're up. You're keeping your foot on the accelerator. And I really think, Rich, your point, they felt like, hey, if we let off, we're, we're going to get beat. Uh, Kentucky's got talented players. So you're 100% correct. They kept the foot on the accelerator, and that's what you have to do on the road. You have to be aggressive and try to win the game, not get tight and try not to lose it. Bart, it sounds like, it sounds like Nick Smith Jr. is about to return. Some believe it may be as early as this Saturday against Mississippi State. Now we're going to find out about – uh, time management, if you will. Been hearing about knee management. Now we're going to find out about time management. What would be your expectations first time out for Nick Smith Jr.? I say first time out. This will be his actually third time out. But uh, what sure. do you see for Nick in terms of time management? Well, it, Randy, it's really how you're looking at what the, the easy equation is you look at how many minutes you're projected to play in the game, you're healthy, you're you're in shape, and Coach Musselman keeps his guys playing a ton of minutes. So let's say Nick's supposed to be in there 38 minutes. He'll take 25 to 30% of that if allowed. Now, winning a game trumps everything right now because they've still got to win basketball games. So 20 to 30% of his minutes will be logged, and you'll try to increase it by that 20 to 25%, 30% each game. And then at game four or five, when he's back, he should be at full maximum capacity, maximum load management. So, But I, I would anticipate his magic number would be, you know, you're looking at five minutes in the first half, maybe five to seven minutes in the second half, and then they try to shut him down if that allows. But they want to win. Nick is in shape. He is ready to go. If he was not 100%, guys, he would not be out there. So I don't think they're going to be as concerned about the load management part as they would have been if they would have kept playing him when he was really injured and not healthy. So I think you'll see a good 10 10 minutes, 8, 10, 12 minutes, somewhere in that range if he's out there on Saturday, and that's my prediction that he plays versus Mississippi State. Well, we'll give you credit. I've been very critical 
that they have not had any updates during this time. But you've said all along you thought he'd come back and play. So I give you credit for that. We just didn't know when, and I know you know the family, and so you couldn't say when. We didn't want to put you on the spot on that. But I think that's very wise what you just said because here's the other thing is, the way Arkansas is playing right now, I don't care how good he is, there's no way he should start. That starting lineup is doing fantastic. But right. as a sixth or seventh guy, he can come in and give Arkansas some scoring. Uh, wow, what a deal that Big would be. And maybe there wouldn't be those five- to six-minute dead spots, which they didn't have last night, but they do at times if they've got him yep. to come in and get to give him some scoring. They they do at times, and I, and I think most people, but while – you know, I'm always a positive guy. There is an opportunity cost associated with putting a guy in that has not been in. Because team chemistry is a real thing in college yep. basketball where you're mm-hmm. together all the time. So Razorback fans need to set expectations. Nick Smith is an NBA all-star, but he's still human. And the Razorback supporting cast and the stars around him are human as well. It's going to take some time. It's not going to be perfect. But Nick Smith brings you what you cannot go and get anywhere else. He can create separation, and he can create his own shot whenever he wants to. And that's the big difference between him and Moses. I love Moses, super talented. Moses can't create a shot like Nick Smith can. Nick can create that separation. And, guys, that's something that the Arkansas Razorbacks drastically need, especially as we're looking at NCAA tournaments not that far away. SEC tournament's not that far away. I got to believe no, that's going to be Neither very important. Yeah, both in regards to your overall seedings. I, I, I'm of the opinion Arkansas needs to win at least one, uh, so they don't end up as a 10 or 11 seed in the tournament. That's now right. that is that is if they're playing well going into the tournament. Because so, do yeah. you think that Kentucky was off the bubble losing that game last night? Yes, I do. I think they're still on the bubble. They're still Kentucky. But Arkansas, again, yeah. the, the only one I've seen was Sports Illustrated had an update, and I don't know how close they are to Joe Lenardi's, but they moved Arkansas from an 11 to an 8 by, by winning that game last night. So. And, and, guys, the scary thing is if we win that game at Baylor, which I, I felt like we really should have won, yeah. I think you could easily take that 8 and put it at a 5, maybe even a 4 if you continue winning. That's really how some of this stuff is so subjective. Because a quality win like a, against the Baylor, this Razorback team really is one or two wins away from being in a, you know, I, I would say certainly a four to five type of seat. Right. Well, and according to them, five, six of Arkansas's last seven games are in the pin palm, whatever that is, top 50. And so they were saying also, so that gives them a great chance to continue to move up. You got to win. Obviously, you got to win, but that does give you a chance. Yep, and that's all you can ask for during this stretch. And they are they're peaking at the right time, guys. This this coach Musselman has done a great job about continuous improvement and development because we are not making the same mistakes that we were making at the start of the year. We it's a significantly better team on both ends of the court. Well, a lot fewer turnovers last night too. That that's a big factor too huge factor well you take out uh the six turnovers just cut them in half uh by anthony black he only had let's say three turnovers that's eight total turn turnovers in a game in which you're scoring almost 90 points i mean that's uh 
that's pretty impressive in regards to taking care so of the basketball. With Randy, I agree. So here's the big question. With Nick coming into the lineup, because I think it affects Anthony Black more than anyone, do you give Nick the ball right away and tell him to run the one? Do you run it by committee? Like, what do you guys think the Coach Muslim is going to try to do? Because I think Nick's going to take the ball and try to try to run with it at the one quite a bit of the time, and I don't disagree with it. I think it's probably the right move. But it's certainly interesting because Anthony Black can, can, has played that role, and him and Devo have done a great job of, of running it by platoon. Yeah, wouldn't you want to just blend him in, not just throw him in, blend him in? I, I, yes, I think so. But, you know, in the competitive situation, guys, Nick Smith is the definition of the alpha dog. And so if the game is on the line, those instincts and his training takes over. And I, I agree. I just, it's going to be – it's not as easy as it sounds. Let me say that. Well, I, I don't mean you exclude him if you're in crunch time. I'm just saying, I'm just saying sure. you know, initially when he comes out there, don't just say, all right, Nick, go get it. You're bringing it down. Let's, let's, let's right. blend you in because the formula right now is working pretty good. And what you want to do, I would think more than anything else, Bart, you want to blend it. You don't want to just take it and shake it up and then turn it up on its end. You know, give it give it a chance to kind of blend together on its own and not uh, yep. kind of force it maybe. Yep. And, and speaking of that, from talking to Coach Musselman, I'll say this. Everybody's talking about offense, offense, offense with Nick. Nick is a lockdown defender and plays with a ton of intensity and can really guard three spots. I think it lets us blend offensively, as you're talking about. It lets him really move and plug and play and switch screens and do everything that I think we were doing last at the end of last year because Nick is such a great two-way player. What is, what Bart, in your opinion, what is the danger right now of Nick coming back and playing? Is there a danger besides I, I don't think, catastrophic no, I, major injury? Yep. I, I don't think – this is my thoughts on this. If you have the horses, you run them in the race. I don't think that there's any danger outside exclusion of what, what you're talking about injury. The only thing that you have in a team with really, really great players is Devo Davis. Is, I know him really well. He's an alpha dog. Anthony Black's an alpha dog. It, it, the question now is what it was when we were asking at the start of the year. Are there enough Are there enough balls to go around? Mm-hmm. If Devo mm-hmm. gets cold, does Devo feel like, hey, I've been here the whole time I'm in the game. It's shots, games on the line. I want the ball. Or we give it to – that's the only thing that can come into play. But, guys, let's be honest. That can come into play. That's a real situation. But I think the team is putting egos aside and they're driven to win. And that's a credit to Coach Musselman, I think, the culture he's created. All right, hang on, Bart. we got to take a break. That's Bart Reap, your sweat basketball skills. Hoop 5 will talk about our male-female performers in just one moment. Joined again each and every Wednesday at 5.30 by... Bart Reed's player profile and scouting report is brought to you by the Hoop 5 Basketball Academy. All right, Bart, who might be our Hoop 5 female performer of the week? 
Well, we've got to go to Central Arkansas and in the 5A. And this is a new new player for us, Madison McIntyre of Benton. She is a point guard, 2023. I believe she's looking at walking on at OBU. She has. They have locked up basically the number one seed in the 5A South on the girls' side, the Lady Panthers. Madison McIntyre on the last three weeks is averaging 19 points, 11 rebounds, and six assists a game. She has literally willed the Benton Lady Panthers in four straight consecutive tough, tough conference wins to put them 12-0 and in conference. And they are rolling and looking at that number one seed and a possible run to the state championship. Madison McIntyre, she is a 5'8", combo guard from Benton, Arkansas, Benton Lady Panthers, 2023. I'll be interested to see who you name as the Hoop 5 male performer of the week. But there is a young man over at a high school in Jesseville, Arkansas, by the name of Noah Futch. You're right. We did, now, radio audience, we did not talk about this prior before. The male performer is Noah Futch. From Jesseville, so I had the pleasure of training Noah when he was a little bit younger, starting you know seventh, eighth grade. This was a young man that's extremely talented. He's a 2023. He's had 53 points and 34 points in his last two games, putting Jesseville 11 and two in conference, 16 and six as they won a big game over Fouts. Last week, Noah Fudge, extremely talented. He's a combo guard, about six foot tall. And certainly, Randy, this is one of those guys that if you looked at him in junior high, played for the Arkansas Rising Stars with the nationally ranked team, that he had college written all over him. I haven't spoken to Noah to see what his plans are, but this is certainly one of those kind of underdiscovered guys that certainly is a prep school, junior college, or possibly a Division two player that could stay in state or travel out of state, but certainly has the game to do it. Can shoot it, can drive, can finish. He can do it all. Well, our man Eric Taylor, by way of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, has Noah. He calls it the top of the key. And 6'1 senior guard averaging 29.8. Six and a half rebounds, two and a half assists, two and a half steals per game. He has had multiple games in which he's finished with double figures, double doubles, and he put together a 10-game stretch where he averaged nearly 35 points, and then he went off for 53 points on 18 of 26 shooting. That's 69% in a game against Bismarck back on January the 28th. So, yes, I would say he's a pretty good little shooter. Incredible numbers, and maybe the toughest top to bottom besides the 5A South, that 3A conference with Benton Harmony Grove, Jesseville, Fouts, Centerpoint, Prescott, loaded up. So he's doing it maybe top to bottom, if not the best conference, Determine according to quality of team. Not the best conference, certainly, in my opinion, in the top two with them in a dead heat with a really talented Benton Harmony Grove team. 
you make it to uh, the state or regional out of that particular conference, you are accomplishing quite a bit. Um, Bart, when you look ahead at this week of games, uh, I know there's already been a couple of crucial games. Cabot played um, Conway ladies last night. Conway was victorious there. Central got back on. Uh, in guys action got back on the track, um, winning ways. But a couple of teams I just want to throw at you real quick, and this is in Class A. One of them is County Line, 31-0. and 31-0, County Line. And then you got to go to Farmington, which is in Class 4A for the now other undefeated team. Farmington, 28-0. and 0. Then you look at the ladies' side, and it's tough on the ladies' side to find anyone that's been able to go through unblemished. And yep. uh, so is Conway back on top now after that victory? They defeated North Little Rock, and then last night yep. they defeated Cabot. Does that put Conway on the ladies' side back to number one? That, that, that puts, them on sound, puts them on sound footing, but – and to your point, it's so competitive right now. Again, we're talking about Central. Not two weeks, three weeks ago that Little Rock Central girls defeated uh, Conway. And so Conway is on top right now. That was a very impressive, uh, extremely talented Cabot team. But, again, you've got the West that's sitting over there waiting with Bentonville, Bentonville West, and always the tough-to-beat Fayetteville Bulldogs, even though they're down. I really think the 6A, even though they've got Chloe Clardy, 2023, one of the best in the country, and certainly there's others there as, as they play Brian Finley at Bryant. They're fighting for their playoff lives. They have the leg up, but it is a toss-up, I think, in the 6A girls on who is the best team. If you transition down to 5A, Randy, we talk about it being the best conference. I think it's the best conference through and through, but I think the most dominant girls' team in the state is in the 5A, and it's Greenwood. Not undefeated, but the two losses come to Bentonville and Bentonville West by close margin. So I think they're the most dominant team, certainly in girls, for their classification. And then as you transition down to Farmington and Jenna Lawrence, it's hard to argue what they're doing at Farmington, boys and girls. Super talented. And, Randy, on the 1A side, I have to say this. We don't have any more undefeated. Bradley is 13-0 in conference, 24-3. And and Jasper is also 14-0 and 26-4. And And some of those four losses were to much bigger classifications. So Bradley and Jasper in the 1A, they've got a real chance at winning the state championship with really talented teams. Bart, you may not know the answer to this real quick, but, I mean, I've seen some teams that have played – 35 some odd games what is the total number that a class a school can play i know they don't play football so they get to play more games because of that do you know the maximum numbers they can play i i don't know the maximum numbers but i i i can tell you based on kind of the state championship numbers it it's looking like some of those teams are usually maxing out at that 44 45 range yeah yeah. So that kind of seems to be the magic number. But, Randy, if you don't have the football requirement, it's technically, 
rack them up in a hurry. Some of those teams played 25 games before Christmas break. <laughs> they were playing back uh, in October when others were still playing football. Um, I do have to uh, challenge you, but I want some completeness, and that is Class 4A girls, Nashville, you left them out. I did. I don't know how you, I don't know how you can leave them out, Bart, but that's okay. Well, we talk about them all the time. I try to mix it up, but they're <laughs> talented. And they beat my Jared Yellow Jacket, so I can't talk about them everywhere. Okay. All right. All right, Bart, we will talk with you on Friday. That is Bart. Reap your back, your sweat basketball skills.